Alrighty, good morning everybody. It's very loud. I hope that you guys are all doing well. Uh, we had to change things up a bit today. Uh, so uh, you get me first. You, you, I, hope you, I hope you spend time with Jesus before, because I know people normally come in and then they, they, they have worship and they get themselves ready for whatever craziness is going to happen in, in, in the message part of the sermon. And unfortunately, uh, you're going to have to worship all this off later. <laughs> so, so we're going to go into a time of worship after, after the service, after the preach. Um, you know, we are waiting for the power to come on. So I, I put Salmon and my wife up here. I was hoping they'd pray a little bit longer <laughs> so that the power could come back on. I must tell you, when, um, so, so we have family prayers at home. And um, we never have my wife and my daughter pray on the same evening. Uh, because it becomes like a three-day fast for, for us guys. They pray. Now we love them. We love them. So um, <laughs> that's just a little bit of our craziness in our family. So um, yeah, hey guys. We are continuing in our series called Deeper. Today is the last installment of just the kickoff. It's not a, it's not a series. It's a theme. It's a theme for the year. And this whole thing is about how do we go deeper with Christ? It's all about growth. We believe that the deeper we go, the more we grow. And the more we grow, the more mature we become. The more mature we become, the, the, the better the effect we as Christians have on the world that we live in. And so we are here believing that this year is a year we equip and grow people. So... Can I ask you all to turn with me to the book? Ah, come on, let me see who's got their Bibles here. Yeah, where, where are those Christians at? Ah. Now, now we're not, now we're not, we're not looking for those those Christians that are going to walk around with the big Bible, you know, put it on your back. It's like what? No, no, no. So um, I, I'm glad I actually get to say this. Is like if you have your Bible, could you turn with me to the book of Genesis? There's nothing on the screen. Sorry, we can't help you today. But this is why one of the values in uh, Prodeo as family is our lifestyle. So if you didn't bring your Bible, just lean over to the person next to you. Look on their screen if they've got their Bible on their screen. Or if, if, no, if the guy in front next to you doesn't have a Bible, you know, lean forward. You know, it makes the preacher think you're actually engaging when you lean forward like this. Meanwhile, you're just trying to see what's on the screen. And if you can't see, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to need to get specs then. But in any case, so, um, well, what I'd like to do is I'd like us to turn to the book of Genesis. We're going to be in chapter 32. And in, in Genesis 32, we're going to meet up with a guy called Jacob. Now, now everybody um, who has been in church has heard about Jacob. Um, if you've read your Bible, if you've heard a sermon, you'd hear them talk about that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And today I want to have a look at the story of Jacob as we go deeper. Because I believe last week we learned that it's, we shouldn't complicate things when we grow. The week before that we learned, it's like, don't limit God because He's a limitless God. And, and today I just want to have a look at just this familiar story of Jacob that I am believing will speak to us as we go deeper. 
So we're going to be in chapter 32 from verse 22. And we're just going to read a few verses. Um, and this is what it says um, in my Bible. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives. Wow. <laughs> now imagine how long those prayer nights were. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, his two female servants. Why do you suppose they, they mentioned that? Didn't he have a lot of servants? Yeah. The, but, but these were his, um, his concubines. So he had two long prayer warriors. And then he had those reserves as well. But it's not what I want to talk about today. So that night Jacob got up, took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, wow, <laughs> and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be wrestling with someone for like five hours and they go, who are you? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it has to be at the very beginning. I mean, if we're going to be in that close quarters, that, I'm just saying. Um, where were we? The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. I want you guys to, th that is something I want you guys to underline if you can or highlight. That he struggled with God, in your Bibles would say wrestled with God and with man. But the most important thing is there, and have overcome. Because a lot of times we go through struggles, and we need to have this thing of being able to overcome. And this is where the blessing comes in. It's like as he overcame, God's like, come on, here's your blessing. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So I just want to take for the next hour before power comes on. Uh, we're going we're gonna to stop for a water break. Um, no, I'm just joking. Uh, I, I just want to chat to you guys um, in our last installment of this part of Deeper uh, from this title, Changing My Story. Can we pray? Lord Jesus, thank you that you're always inviting us to go deeper. Thank you that you're a God, you're a good God, you're a loving God, you're a faithful God. And today we pray, Lord, as we just hear from you through your revelation in my life. Grow us through what you teach us today, Father God. Bless us, bless our time together. May we not neglect coming together here, Father God. We give you all the praise. We worship you. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, we went, um, the, the, there were a few guys that went up a mountain for a hike yesterday. 
and we are still alive. <laughs> so and that, was, that was really good. Um, now some guys, uh, there were guys that ran up the mountain. There were two. No, 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 it wasn't who you think it was, believe it or not. Two guys attempted running up the mountain. They are both still alive as well. Um, others walked up it and made it look like the rest of us were like, you know, very unfit, but you know, we fit into certain spaces. Uh, but it was really good. It was really good. I must say, before we carry on, I want to thank uh, my wife and Liz. Yes. Guys, so, so, so the reason I'm saying thank you is because they woke up way earlier than all of us. And um, man, <laughs> Liz came to our house to help make the breakfast buns. For, um, for, for the men, and I told him, man, before I came out, there were people at our house, it's like, were your teeth brushed already? I'm like, no. <laughs> so it's like, well, that was early. I'm like, yes, it was really early, but thank you guys. We wouldn't have made it down the mountain. <laughs> you, you see, you don't have to be the fastest person. You must just not be the tastiest looking one. And, and, and if those guys were hungry, I was not going to make it. So thank you. Thank you guys for, for, for making our sandwiches. But in any case, so, so we went up the mountain, and the thing that I really enjoyed about yesterday's walk was, like, everybody was chatting to different people. And there was a lot of times when we got to chat to people, and they were just, people, they, everybody was talking about everything. Uh, they were talking about why we wear pluckies up a mountain. You know, that was one of the conversations. It's like, we were talking about why certain people need to, you know, lay in the sun a little bit longer. They, you know, everybody had a different conversation. But then there were also times when we were having conversations and people were just telling us the different stories of their lives. How many of you guys have sat in, in, in a space of someone you might have sat with for quite some time and they tell you a story and you go, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, so everybody's got a story. Um, like, I've got a lot of them and you guys have heard quite a few of my stories as well. Like, but my story has changed as I have grown. Um, like... There's a story I will tell you guys one day when I went through a season of my life where I did tap dancing. <laughs> and then there's another season. <laughs> you can't, the power is out, you can't. It doesn't, it doesn't make sound. <laughs> Seeing is believing, yes, prove it, eh? It's that, it's that whole prove it thing. Yeah, in this family, you prove it. But there was a season in my life I used to drag race cars illegally. Mm, that's what got my wife's head turning. She's like, no. She's like, must be him. <laughs> and it was also, I've, I've got stories of being in a club as well. Don't ask me. It was, it was a very strange season of my life. But this is the thing. My story has changed since then. I'm not who I was back then. And, and that happens in each and every one of our lives is that we have stories that change and there are moments that change our stories because we can sit here and every encounter that we have with God is an encounter where our story gets changed. No matter where you look in the Bible, when they encountered Jesus, where they had an encounter with God, stories change. And this is what I want to tell you guys is that God is into changing people's stories. Because if you have a look at it, he, when, when we started the series, he changed a fisherman yeah. to an apostle. Wow. 
He changed, uh, um, what else? Come on, think about it. He, he changed a guy hell-bent on killing someone to being the greatest evangelist for Jesus. And here we're looking at the story of uh, Jacob. And once again, it's a story. And if you know the story of Jacob, it's a really crazy one. Because Jacob deceived his brother to get what was not his and ran away. He gets to his uncle. He becomes a wrestler. We lie, we cheat, we steal. I'm sure there's a song about that. And, and, and he did that with his uncle to get what he wants. And that was his whole story. And then when, you see, he was a con artist that got conned by his uncle. Hey? He was a deceiver that got deceived. See, everything that happened was happening to him. And he's like, at this point in time, I need to leave. So he leaves his uncle to go back home on a word from God. And this is where we find a change in his story. You see, when he gets to the place of the passage that we were reading, Jacob is actually running from something and fearfully running into something. Because he has to go meet his brother, his twin brother. I don't know if you guys actually read the Bible because I keep forgetting that Jacob and Esau were twins. Whenever we read the Bible, we see the older brother. We see a brother, we never see the twin. And here, Jacob has to come and meet his twin brother, who he stole something from. The last conversation he had with his brother was, I'm going to kill you. How many of you guys know, if, if that was in my family and someone threatened me like that and I left, I'm not coming back. Because there was something that was stolen. So Jacob is on his way back. This is his story. And he goes... I need to meet my brother. So what does he do? He sends all that he has ahead of him. What a man. Hey, how's that for a life story? Women and children first. He lived for that. He was the real gentleman. It's like, before I step into the promised land, women and children first, you know. And, and so he, he, he does one of, he, he does this hoping that one of two things happened. Because he sends all his possessions ahead of him, he's got a gift for his brother right in front in, 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 in like different groups. And the first thing that he's hoping is that when his brother comes and sees what this is and they ask, what is this? He's like, this is a gift from my master for you. And he would hope that his brother would go awesome and would change his heart. But he also puts in a second plan. You know, you got a backup for your backup. And he goes, but I'll divide them into two groups because if that doesn't satisfy my brother and he attacks what I am sending, hopefully half of it will get away. But until then, I will come afterwards. And this is the story that we have with Jacob. But what I want to pick up is, from the part where it says he sent everybody and then he stayed alone. Because um, I'm, I'm going to preach differently today. The first point I want to talk about is when it comes to growth, when it comes to going deeper, it's all about 
moments. That is point number one. It's all about moments. God is all about moments. My call to ministry was all about a single moment. Yeah, here's that story. I was in a club once. Uh, I had just, I, you know, I lived with my parents up until I got married. Hey, you know, free food, board and lodging, you know, press clothes. That was the life. But for two years, I had moved away and went to go live in the city. Yeah. Was my own man. Uh, and a, a couple of mates and my, myself, they went to, they, they always went out to party. And we, it was always a Wednesday evening. Don't ask me why Wednesday evenings. And so Wednesday evening, we go out. We go to a club in the middle of Pretoria, and I'm standing there, and everybody's doing their thing, and I'm standing next to the speaker, and it's really loud. And while I'm standing there, I hear this voice say to me, what are you doing here? It's time to go home. I'm like, hey, they're pumping stuff into this air. I've got to go home. Yes, yes, yes. Because I look around me, and there's no one around. Now, you guys know how loud it is in a club? Yeah, don't judge me ever again. I got you. Yes! Like, I saw you guys sitting there and going, this bad pastor, now I got you. But in any case, so, so, but I was standing next to the speaker and was really loud, and you guys know that it's, yeah, we already know, you know, but you know, you have to lean over, you have to lean over to speak to someone when like, and you have to shout into their ear. But I heard it as clear as what it is now in load shedding with nothing, just saying, what are you doing here? It's time you go home. And I'm going, yeah, that's, that's it. I walk up to my mates. I go, hey, I'm leaving. Can you guys find yourselves a lift home? Because I was the only one with a car there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was there doing my tap dance thing. <laughs> no, but, but, but this is the thing. In that moment, I didn't realize what was actually happening. Because the next day, I get a phone call from the pastor of the church that my parents were in that I left to come to the city for. And he phones me and he goes, last night we were praying for someone to lead our youth. And your name popped up. And so we prayed into it. You see, God is all about moments. And yeah, as we look at this thing with Jacob, it's all about a moment. It's not about a wrestling match. It's about a moment with God. We learned in the beginning of um, the series that it took a moment for Peter to realize, a moment when he pulled the fish out of the water who was sitting in his boat. It took a moment of Saul walking with letters to go and persecute more Christians. A single moment for him to have a life change and his story. And so Jacob is here and he's wrestling with God and everybody's focusing on this wrestling match. But God wants us to know it's not about the wrestling match. It's about the moment he is having with Jacob. Because Jacob was a guy that didn't enjoy conflict. He ran away. And your God gets hold of him and he's like, no, 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 no. Let's wrestle. I'm, I, let's, let's, let's get into something. And he's saying it's about this moment. I want to reveal exactly who I am 
to you. So we need to understand that no matter where we are, no matter what we're going through, no matter what season we're in, what are we learning in the moment? We all have those stories. It's like at this moment, I didn't know what was going on, but this happened to me. You see, Jacob didn't know who it was he was wrestling. You know, whenever I read that story, I find it very strange that if you have a look at it, Jacob was probably waiting for his brother Esau to come to him at night and take him out. However, he encounters a stranger that starts wrestling with him. Quickly, how do you think that went? Just to start it, you know, you're just sitting there or you're sleeping. Imagine sleeping. How does that wrestling match start? Someone like holds you, like I'm the big spoon. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. But it was in that moment when he didn't know. A lot of us, we go through things and we don't know, Lord, why are we going through this? Why hasn't things changed? But it's a moment where God gets to say, hey, come on, trust in me. It's all about these things called moments. You see, in Genesis 28, Jacob is running away and he's alone once again. And he falls asleep and has a dream. He has this picture where he sees heaven and earth are connected, angels ascending and descending. And in that moment, God speaks to him. This is before he comes back. God has a conversation with him and reveals himself to him and gives him a promise. It's at that moment where God goes, hey, this is what I have for you in your life. And he carries on with his life. And his story continues. You might be going through something right now. Things might be difficult. You might have been praying for a very long season. Or you might have just entered into something and you go, I don't understand what's happening. But God wants to reveal who he is to you in this moment. That is what it's all about. Align to have moments with you. Two weeks ago, we spoke about don't limit God. You know, we always want to say, I can only see him when this happens or when this happens. But Jacob has an encounter with God in the weirdest way. How many of you guys had weird God encounters? That's because we don't want to limit him to how he wants to encounter us. And this is the thing. As he encounters Jacob, he changes his story. Be open to moments. Let's continue. I just want to pop something again, read something again in Genesis chapter 32, just verse 24 quickly. verse 24 it says so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak when the man saw that he could not overpower him he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man then the man let him go said let me go for it is daybreak 
But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Point number two that I would like us to have a look at when it comes to changing our story. We need staying power. You know that thing where no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to stay here. You find it best in kids. Toddlers. Female toddlers. Before bedtime. On a Saturday evening before church. No, it's not that bad. It's worse. Um, <laughs> staying power. I, I've got I've to let you know. Um, when my kids were at the age where we were teaching them that they need to fall asleep when we put them down, my older son was the easiest. You put him down, he cried for a bit, I walked in, I gave him the eye, he fell asleep. The second one, we laid him down, he cried. I went, oh boy, go and sleep. He listened to my voice, he fell asleep. Rebecca! <laughs> she would have still been crying today. She, we closed the door, we left the house, we came back, she was still crying. Like three days later, I'm like, how? Oh. No, I'm just, we weren't that bad, probably, it's not, not that kind of, she had staying power. She knew what it was like to go, hey, I want what I want and I'm not leaving till I get it. We need that kind of staying power when it comes to getting into his presence and saying, Lord, I'm not leaving until you bless me. Lord, I'm not leaving until, I'm not going to give up until you know what, you speak to me, until you show me, until you take me through this. I, I did Krav Maga. It's an Israeli kind of um, fighting style um, with a bunch of friends. Um, you have to pick your friends really well, guys. <laughs> because in one of these classes, they taught you how to wrestle. Because just in case you get into a situation and you have to fight on the ground, you need to learn how to get out and survive. And the problem was... As you can see, um, I, I, I don't like conflict. <laughs> People look at me and say, can I hug you? I'm like, yes, you can. And so we have to get into this place where we're wrestling. And guys, can I tell you, 30 seconds of extreme wrestling is tiring. I mean, imagine wrestling an entire night. When was the last time you wrestled? Be careful how you answer that question now. <laughs> See, I'm just going to carry on. <laughs> but wrestling takes a lot out of you. And in Krav, it doesn't matter what happens, you don't stop until the guy leading the class says stop. You can get an elbow to the eye, you can get a knee to the inside of your leg, you're going to bump your head on the floor. It's going to hurt. Your mommy's not there to say, oh, baby, are you okay? <laughs> you have to have staying power so that you can keep going. The reason they let you go on and on is so that you can build up fitness. Number two, it's so that you can know what to do in that situation. And number three is so that you can be aware of what is happening. 
And we need to have that same kind of drive when it comes to living this life as a Christian, when it comes to going deeper, because you know what? Sometimes we encounter something and we just think, hey, I want to go deeper. And you know, when you go deeper, something else happens. And then you go, no, this is not for me. And we backpedal and we want to get out. But we need to have this understanding where Jacob goes, you know what? I ain't leaving until you give me what I want. I ain't leaving until my health is changed. I ain't giving up on praying to you until my situation is different. I ain't going to stop until, Lord, you open that door. Can we be those Christians that say, hey, this is my story, but as a persistent widow, it's like, I'm not leaving here until something changes. We need to keep going. We need to be strong. God, I'm not letting go until something changes. James 1, verse 2 to 4 says, Count it all joy. This is Milo's version. Count it all joy when you face trials, troubles extreme circumstances because it produces patience and let patience have its full effect it says not 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 until you think oh i have patience it says you're going to go through something so you can develop patience but don't stop there and leave it says no stay so it can have its full effect its full effect so that it may have a perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. How many of you guys have bumped your toe? Knocked your funny bone on your elbow? Pulled out a nose hair? <laughs> the moment we have a little bit of discomfort, we want to stop. I've run around with my kids many a times, knocked myself and gone, I'm out. I can't, but you guys just go away. But it's not about that. You see, it's the same in our lives. Can, can, can we have staying power? Can you have grit? Hey, no matter how down and out it may look, are you going to give up or are you going to keep going forward? This is what Jacob did. He goes, my story needs to change. I can't let go. Bless me. My life is coming to an end. Bless me. Change my story. Bless me. I don't know what your story that you're currently going through at this moment is like. Some of you have shared some with me. But I'm going, don't let go. Don't let go. Hold on. Hold on. A really cheesy pastor. You guys know I love these pastor sayings. What was the last one I used? I can't remember when last I came up with one. But I want to give you this. Don't give up because there's blessing in wrestling. Not on TV. There is blessing in wrestling when it comes to God. When you wrestle with God, he goes, why? I'm not going to leave you, Lord. Come on. I'm wrestling to get closer to you. I'm wrestling to get all of you. There's blessing in wrestling. 
My dad's going to watch it and he's going to go, yes. <laughs> wrong, wrong wrestling, dad. Wrong wrestling. <laughs> I want to close off with this last passage. Genesis 32, 27 to 29. I'm just going to read it from here. The man asked, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. The real significance about this question is the very first time that we encounter someone asking Jacob that question was when he lied to his father to get his brother's blessing. Who are you? It's Esau. God wrestles him and he goes, what is your name? And he goes, this is who I am. The last point I want you guys to know this is let God change your story. Because when we change or try to change our story, we become like Jacob. Jacob tried to change his story by getting his brother's blessing. But do you know what happened? He became a man that runs from stuff nonstop. He ran from his dad. He ran from his mom. He actually ran from that blessing. Then he ended up running from his uncle. But then we see God steps into the scene. Don't you just love it? When we have that but God moments. And God steps onto the scene. And he goes, what's your name? And he says, Jacob. And he goes, that's okay. You're not going to be known as Jacob no more. Because Jacob is deceiver. He's like, you will be called Israel, which means one who strives with God. But just remember, God said he overcame as well. He changed his identity and gave him a new blessing. And that is what happens. God changed his story because where he was running from things, he started walking to something. Where he was running from people, he walked into a promise where he was running in fear. Check this out. When he started walking, he walked with purpose. God changed his story. And you go, well, Milo, you know what? God can change my story, but my name is still Milo. When Jacob, in Genesis 27, 28, has an encounter with Jesus and sees the ladder, God speaks to him and says, I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac. But a few chapters later, we meet up with a guy by Moses. And Moses asks, if the people ask, who sent me? What do I tell them? And he goes, I am who I am and sent you. Tell them I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, come on, who? And Jacob, I am the one of the failure. I am the God of the promise. I am the God of the fulfilled promise. And I am the God of Jacob as well. He will change your story. We can't change our story. We can change a few things that we do. But without God, let him change your story. Let's go deeper this year. Last week we said, let's read our Bible. Let's, let's, let's become drenched. Let's become excited about the word. 
Let God change our story. Let's see what he can do through us. Can we stand? Father God, you are so good. You are so good. We love you, King Jesus. We worship you, our Lord, our God, our Savior. Come on, our Savior. Can I ask you where you are just to raise your hands? We're going to go into a time of worship now. You know, sometimes we need to have our story changed during the day. How did you wake up this morning? How did you feel with your first encounter? What, what, what are you going through at this moment? Can we ask Jesus, change our story right now? Restore hope in us, Father God. Bless us, King Jesus. We need you to change our story. Father, your stories over here. We were talking about pain and heartache and disappointment and loss and hurt. We're talking about stories of blessing and abundance and more all in the same room. And we're saying, Lord, change our story. Change our story. Where we are comfortable and, and things are going well. Change our story so that we can become um, busy changing the world. Father, where there's hurt and pain, change our story to become victorious. Where we don't have anything, Father God, change our story with open doors. But Lord, we pray, do what only you can do. So I just want to pray over everybody right now. May we not limit you in changing our story, King Jesus. Father, we bless you. Do what only you can do. Lord, I pray where there has been fear and anxiety and stress, bring peace and hope. Where there's been brokenness, bring restoration. Come in your power, King Jesus, we pray. Fill us up. Fill us up. We pray. Amen. Amen.